Hey, it's me, Sam. This is my podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's Sunday and Sunday night. Uh, we are together with, with uh, I'm here with uh, two guests today. Remember I said that Jill would be back? It's it's always a struggle. It's like I'm I'm real confident, like she'll be back next month, and then it roll, that that date rolls around, and we're both texting each other, like, "Are we gonna record again?" Yeah, I guess we did say we're gonna we're gonna do that. Actually, she's really good about texting me because I'm just a maniac. My schedule and time and sleep and all those things are not really coming together. I told her what killed me that I did not anticipate was uh, kids kids sports stuff starting back. And, like, did your kids have this stuff for, like, a week and a half of orientations and open houses and sports meetings and every night? Oh. No. Yeah, you're lucky. We haven't started. We wait till September to start sports, so. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. Literally, for a week and a half straight, every single night of the week, there was some type of meeting or orientation or open house. We didn't eat dinner until, like, 8 o'clock. We, and then it was like, we were trying to soak up the last minutes of summer, so they were staying up late. It was a mess. But now they're in school and everything is right in the world again. So I'm just really feel relieved. But also. We don't don't start till tomorrow. That's nice. We didn't used to start until after Labor Day, and that was the best thing ever. And I didn't even mind going late into June. I'm ready. They can leave now. (laughs) They can go. Man. What happens on that first day when all three of your kids are in school and you're just there at the house by yourself? Can you tell me about that? Can I live vicariously through you for a second? <laughs> so last year was the first time it happened, and we began a new tradition called the first day of school date day, and he takes off of work, and we go to the beach. Just the two of you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we don't We don't know what we're doing tomorrow. We haven't. He hasn't planned something fantastic yet, um, so I'm waiting. Get it together, and, dude. Uh, <laughs> I probably should not wait any longer and just do it myself. But, uh, yeah, we might go buy jeans or something that you don't want to do with kids. Who cares what you do? I mean. Just, yeah, anything. Yeah. Well, so as you may have picked up on, on here, uh, Jill's husband, Heath, is with us today. And so what we did, what I did was... Put together some questions that are what I call it is like a, a top three, a top three of um, all kinds of different questions I put together here. And so I, I went. They they required they they demanded. Well, Heath demanded to have the test to have the test to review before the date of exam. <laughs> and so he's got his answers prepared. But Heath, do you want to introduce yourself and and tell us about your your yourself briefly? This is on the spot, so if you can't handle it, just yeah, jump to the question. Sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's okay. That's okay. I think I can handle this part. Oh, I'm nervous for him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, my my name is Heath. Um, I am the husband of Jill. Uh, I am uh, by trade. I'm an engineer, so. Yes, I don't like surprises. I like uh, I like order. Uh, I like to know what I'm getting myself into. Which is uh, why he married me. Yes, I I, uh, I don't like the unknown. So I don't I don't do I don't do well with uh, things on the fly. So um, this is a stretch for me. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What type of engineer are you? Because I know there's like 600 different kinds. 
and and I'll tell you, and you won't have any idea, but the the official title is geotechnical engineer. So I deal with dirt, soils, foundations, everything below ground with a building or a bridge or whatever that you can't see. That feels so boring, but I'm glad you like it. (laughs) And that's why, like, it's the epitome of his personality. Like, behind the scenes, under the radar, don't call attention to myself. I'm just going to, you know... Just make sure this the just make sure the foundation of this building doesn't come crumbling down. It's all on your shoulders. Yeah, like our marriage. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> just make sure it doesn't come crumbling down. That's his job. Perfect. Wow. Well, that's interesting. That's definitely because we you know my son wants to be an engineer, and so we're constantly like every other week or so we look up and learn about a different type of engineer. He's pretty well settled on robotics. Even though I think with even within that, there's like a ton of different, uh, you know, shoot-offs. But that's one that we've never, I never knew about. But it makes sense. you got to make sure the dirt's right. Yeah, I mean, Heath has been working the elementary school circuit <laughs> the last couple of years doing presentations about his job. So just let us know. If I'm sure. Skype with Charlie. That is super riveting. Give him a presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Do the kids just go wild over your job, just like a fireman coming in? They just get real pumped up. <laughs> wow, I'm feeling the love, man. They're like, actually, it. actually, do really. I got to watch. They they do, and actually, uh, there's a little girl. Uh, we were at a uh, an event at church on Friday night, and she was like. Hey, you came to my school and did a presentation about dirt and stuff. I was like, yeah, that was that was me. I was like, how was it? She's like, it was good. I really liked it. You're a local like, celebrity. Yes, I love it. Okay, next month, we can just let Heath do that for your listeners. Yeah, that's that, hey. How many people know that much about dirt? Not that many. So I mean, it really is amazing how much he does know about dirt. It's really a bizarre thing. Pretty exciting. Maybe it's kind of hot, actually. <laughs> it's kind of hot. How much he knows about dirt? I can see that. <laughs> the kids call him the kids call him the Duke of Dirt. Oh That's my gosh, hot. I love it. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. let's jump into these so we don't make this three hours long, and uh, let's let's get going. I wrote this first one twice. That was an accident on the list. So maybe if you have six top top favorites, you could throw that in. But okay. If you want to do them, here's the, here's the rules. There's no rules. Just do whatever you want. If you have three, say three. If you don't, some of them was like top three. I don't know. Maybe you just have a couple. But um, <clears throat> Or if you want to answer them separate, do that. Or if you want to answer them together, do that. So, for example, uh, question number one is your favorite vacations. So, do what you want to do. You want to do your favorite family vacations or your favorite individual Anything goes. I'm up for anything. Go ahead. Hey, are you going? Sure. Right. Um, yeah, so we, we went through that same kind we of di- dialogue. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah is, this, is this my vacations? Is this yours? Is this ours? Is this family, like, from prior to marriage or what? But So we went with um, our current family vacations. So top three were um, a trip that uh, that we took couple years ago to Chicago 
Um, I went there for a work conference and Jill tagged along and we extended it a couple days on either end, made a, a week long trip to Chicago out of it and it was fabulous. So there's a couple things about this that make it fabulous. Number one is this company paid for a lot of it. Mm. That's important. Nice. And number two, we realized that at that point we'd been married 15 years, 16, and it was our first like full week away. Mm. We do a lot of weekends. We don't have like an I'll go on a trip or he'll go on a trip, but like we haven't together taken a week. It was the first time. So I think that's why we loved it most too. At what <laughs> point? Like, oh, yeah. At what point in the year did you go to Chicago? Like what month? June. The beginning of June. Yeah. Okay. That, that was where I messed up. The one time I went to Chicago <laughs> <laughs> was in February and, uh, my I, my face straight up froze off the entire time. I've never been more miserable. It was terrible. I don't but even I, tell people to come here in February to Charleston. So no. I wouldn't go to Chicago. Now, I will say I love... Did you all go to the art museum? Yes. Yes. I, did. I, did not, I didn't get to make it to that. Jill, Jill went there and playing around while I was in my nerd meeting. So. Yeah. Man. Did you cry at some of the pictures? Because I did. Because um, I'm a big nerd. I loved it. And because I have... <laughs> an art minor it was really fun to be able to see a lot of the stuff i studied yeah i got real emotional what other we went to uh i mean just like some of the things that i can imagine would be more fun in the warmer months that you can walk around and see like the navy pier we didn't even it was like no way i'm not even getting kidding me i'm already freezing like walking in between big buildings i'm not going near any water (laughs) no way yeah we had a couple couple of fun stories from that trip one being uh, you talk about the navy pier um we uh jill is afraid of heights but we rode the big ferris wheel oh yeah and she was sweating bullets i did okay though yep uh there's another couple um (laughs) in the the car with us and uh so yeah we were taking pictures of each other but then uh the Copa America soccer tournament happened to be uh, in town, and oh, cool. on our way up, we we saw a commercial about it. We were like, "Wait, they're going to be playing there when we're there!" So quickly went online, grabbed tickets real quick, and uh, so we got to catch a an international soccer game. That's fun. That's cool. Up there. That was pretty cool. Did you all go up in that building where you go out in the glass box? No, that? we did the other building and whatever i don't they've changed the names of them so i don't remember but we actually went to the rooftop bar oh yeah we didn't have to pay to go up we just ate dessert and had drinks Uh and about an hour in i was like okay i'm i'm good we can (laughs) we can go on down because he's like pressed up against the glass like look at and i'm like "Mm -mm, no Uh -uh. i'm good (laughs) i had a really hard time with that box it was it was a lot it was too much for me i couldn't do it and people were like no. going into them and jumping up and down and laying on their ground. Oh, gr- and I was like, you got to stop doing that. Quit. Yeah. It was yeah. terrible. All right. What's number two? Uh, we did a Disney cruise a couple years ago. Mm. That was excellent. Um, what are you drinking? Diet Mountain Dew. Oh. Want um, some? Um, yeah. Is that on the health food plan? Listen, it's flavored water off my back (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so we did a disney cruise that was great we'll never do another i mean if i don't it will be extremely difficult to take another cruise line ever again really i've heard it was i heard i've heard it's amazing oh 
Yeah, it's really amazing. I didn't know y'all did that. Okay. That's fun. Um, yeah, and then my family grew up doing these trips to Atlantic Beach in North Carolina, and he started going with us when we were dating, and those were sweet times. That's we. I think we've only done that once since we had a kid. Um, yeah, that was super, that was good. And then just a number four here really quick for me was last year we got to go to Disney with just my parents, just Heath and I, and my parents went, we met some friends there, and um, we ended up, it's a long story, but we ended up buying longer ticket, like five-day tickets we only used to do. And so we ended up taking the kids back at the end of the year. We didn't realize that would be the last trip that we took with my dad before mm. he unexpectedly died in January. And so I just think we've gotten to do Disney quite a bit with my parents because of the military discount. If you have any military listeners, military discount at Disney is incredible. Oh. Um, but, so we've gotten to do Disney a whole bunch, but that one was really sweet because it was super last minute. We hadn't planned on it. We had no budget. The kids were like, all you get is food. I'm sorry. That's it. Um, but it ended up being, like, the last memory-making trip with my, my dad. So that was a sweet one. So I've had friends of mine who ha- I know who have gone with, like, just other adult friends to Disney. How is that? I cannot put my head around that ever being enjoyable for me. Do it. Just do it. Well, my, my mom looked at us about how we do and was like, listen, I love your kids, but this is awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. So you just like ride rides and just do the do the Disney like just like you would, but with no kids, right? And we didn't have to worry about um, you know whiny kids in line. Although we we don't really stand in line anyway. We take full advantage of Fast Pass and schedule out our days mm-hmm. to avoid lines. And I think that's why we don't we haven't had meltdowns uh, at Disney. But, um, but yeah. Uh, it didn't matter if we stood in line for a half an hour or 40 minutes if we really wanted to. Um, you and, know, and we yeah. didn't have to eat like 1140. Oh, like, gosh. Just that drives me nuts. Wanted, so. Yeah. Yeah, I suggest a, an adult trip. To- huh. Okay, that's good to know. Now, now let me ask this real quick as I'm thinking about it because I'm about to solicit my brother to go with me now that you're talking about a military <laughs> discount. Did uh-huh. you get yeah. that or could you get that with the cruise? Do you think? There might be one. I mean, it is worth checking into for sure. Yes. I mean, for the Disney parks, um, yeah, it is. It's a huge, huge discount. Um, if you, if the, if they're running the right specials at the time, I'm not sure about the the Disney cruise. I feel, I feel like there would be some sort of discount. I don't know if it's like 10% or what it would be, but I feel Mm -hmm. like there would be some sort of Disney cruise discount, but I'm not positive. Well, that's good to know. Not that my brother really ever gets any time off, but someday when he's retired, maybe we'll (laughs) take advantage of his discount. Yep. Um, Okay. Good information. Good to know. What about, oh, I was going to ask you before we go. What is it about Atlanta? I've never even heard of that. Atlantic City Beach, you said, in North Carolina? Is it just like... Atlantic Atlantic Beach. No city involved. Okay. Uh, Super laid back, not super touristy. Um, It's south of, like, the Outer Banks. A lot of people go to the Outer Banks. Uh It's further south than that. It's about 100 miles north of Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. We just watched it on uh, HGTV. 
uh, or whatever on a beach hunt, beachfront bargain homes or something. And um, anyway, so yeah, my family just grew up. I, we started going there when I was five, and it became like my family would always bring another family. So it was too, you know, I don't know, it just became kind of our our thing. Hmm. Um, and we stopped doing it when we moved here and lived at the beach. Yeah. So it was kind of like we're paying to go to the beach. We should pay to go other places. So. Yeah. Um, as long as lines, like just as a caveat too, is my family for Christmas, we don't do gifts. We do a vacation. So, um, you know, there may, there'll be a couple small things that the kids will open up, but they'll know for sure that there will be a trip or some sort of memory thing happening. So, Okay, so this is totally off the the questionnaire, but how do they has that been something you've implemented from day one? So that's just what they know is coming. Uh, I mean, it's been I think early early, ten years. Yeah, early on, um, we might have done a little more of a focus on the gifts uh, Mm -hmm. the first few years, but it wasn't. But a couple years into our middle son's life, that we probably focused a little more on making some of those trips because they were getting a little bit older and taking those trips and making those memories. Um, I think we went to Disney for the first time when Micah was, you know, eight. Four months old, five months old. Yeah, so I think it kind of started there. So it has been probably close to nine or ten years that we've kind of had more of that focus. And how do they, how do they, is that, are they cool with that? Do they pitch a fit or is that, that's just what they know? No, they love it. Yeah. They love it. And I think now, you know, again, since my dad died in January, they've been able to say, remember when? And I'm so grateful that we did that. Like, they see they see now how grateful to, they needed to be for having those moments and those yeah. memories made. So, yeah, it's good. I've tried to... Uh... And tried and failed to implement the, like, only three gifts, only four gifts. To the point of even one year, I was like, look, only three gifts. But they were giant Amazon boxes packed full of, like, <laughs> other gifts. I was like, I did it. I did it. I did it. And, the, <laughs> and they're like, no, you didn't do it. Like, there's 30 gifts in this one box. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's making fun of me every year. I do that. We do three gifts, too. And he's like, isn't that three gifts? Right. Yeah. Gifts. Right. My wife is a, she is a gift giver. Like, her love language is gifts. And so to only give oh. three gifts. It's hard for me, too. doing whatever she can to stretch those boundaries a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I have a really hard time with it. I'm Like, everything I see, I'm like, ooh, they'll love that. Ooh, they'll love that. Ooh, they'll love that. <laughs> like, and I yeah, we don't buy our kids stuff like a ton. Like, I'm not the mom that's going to go to Target and be like, sure, grab that. I don't. Mm-mm. So, like, even, like, they'll be in February saying, hey, um, for Christmas, can I get, like, <laughs> I know. So, I keep a running a running note on my phone when they mention things that they want. I just put it in there. And um, so, yeah. So, because I don't buy a ton, we don't buy a ton for them during the year. We, you know, I, I got to make up for it. I know. I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. My kids, like, they know it's, there's not really any presents happening outside of birthdays and and Christmas. So when it comes around, I'm like, uh, plus I use Christmas a lot of times to, like, buy them stuff that they need. I'm like, uh, something to wear? Here's your whole winter wardrobe because I haven't (laughs) wanted to buy anything up until now. (laughs) I know, that's exactly what I do. 
exactly what we did last year. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Okay. What are, uh, next question, three of your favorite restaurants? Keith wanted you tell her the first one um, you said. Well, it's this little hole-in-the-wall place <laughs> in uh, in Nashville <laughs> called Sapco. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good. So good. Huh? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure. It's it, it's good. It was but good. It was, good <laughs> it was good. Okay. I'm sure we just submitted the Crosby's and the Butlers if they were the same, but <laughs> there was a heavy commitment to that restaurant. You, I know. Can you sing the song? I know. There, you know my memory. I can't remember anything. I barely remember the restaurant, let alone a song. <laughs> Yeah, what was it on? It was on Friday nights, wasn't it? Or on, yeah, Friday nights after the kids left. Whatever night we got rid of campers. Yeah, so I think I meant, obviously, a couple way back when Jill and I first recorded, we worked camp together in Nashville, and um, this restaurant, tell, say the name of it again, because it, kind of, it kind of blurred out. Satco. Satco. What did it, it stand for? Yeah. What did it stand for? San Antonio Taco Company. San Antonio Taco Company in Nashville. Um, so the kids would come on, was it Sunday? Saturday morning, I think? Yeah, may, oh yeah, because we didn't really have a day off. No, they would come on Saturday morning and then they would leave on Friday morning or Thursday night. I don't know. I, I, you know, I can't remember anything. But anyway, whenever they left, we, that was where we went. To eat our dinner for that 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 day, and I don't care what you say. I thought it was delicious. I remember that cheese dip like it was yesterday. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> you can sing the song if you need him to. Feel free. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Okay, so here's our issue with the restaurant question: is Charleston is like a hotbed for foodies. Yeah. So, I mean. I can tell you a thousand places, none of them will mean anything to you. We we try to stay away from any chain restaurants as much as possible. Even when we travel, like Heath is on Yelp looking up, like, well, it looks like we might stop here. Let's try to find a place in this area. So, um, yeah, we do our best to. I mean, we've been known to rack up like a 75 or $80 bill for breakfast with our family because all of our children eat like, well, not Lydia, but the other the boys eat like real people. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we don't really have a special. We do have a place here that we love called Prohibition. If anybody's ever in Charleston, it's our new favorite right now. Um, yeah, so that's it. So your favorite is anything that's not chain, basically. Correct. Yeah, very good. <clears throat> yeah, and if we. Visit you, we're going to be like, take us to a place that we can't get at home. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's what my kids will like. We'll go somewhere and they're like, we want to eat at Wendy's. I'm like, no, we can eat at Wendy's at home. We're going to find a restaurant that like, they don't have in uh-huh. our back door. Come on. Um, our okay. Man, we don't have Moe's here. We have Chipotle, which, by the way, every time you eat at Chipotle, you're guaranteed to see an art, uh, a news story about how everyone's dying from eating Chipotle. 
I refuse to do it. I won't eat there anymore. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. Okay. What about now on our, our most recent recording, Jill, you shared a piece of information about Heath, about how he took it upon himself to choose an Olympic sport to try and master <laughs> at the time of each Olympics. And so I wanted to know, Heath, are you going to be in the uh, 2020 Olympics in, Tol- in the Tokyo and what sport? No, I'm just going to. But what sports, I heard about diving, but what sports have you attempted, attempted to master for the Olympics? Uh, well, uh, let me let me clarify that a little bit. <laughs> I have not attempted to master or attempted to try any of these <laughs> physically. It's all in my head. It's all in your head. <laughs> 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 I, I am pretty athletic. Um, I, uh, I'm a pretty daredevilish, so I would see some of the stuff on, on the Olympics. Like, I know that takes a lot of work, but I, that's something I could actually probably, you know, with enough training do. So <laughs> diving being one of them. Oh, but you need to clarify that you did go to dive practice at the University of Florida. Well, yeah, I, I went, I watched, I did not right. participate. But this was... Like, directly after the Olympics, like, I think I could be a diver. Let me go watch dive practice. I, I did. Okay. Yes. I just want to clarify that. It makes it stop. I, did. I, did. I um, love it. Wow. Yeah, let's see. I, see, the next one that I, I thought about was uh, trampolining. Mm. Um, like, a lot of mine have something to do with, like, flying in the air or... Like, I don't mind heights. Um, I don't mind speed, but to throw myself, like, downhill, alpine downhill stuff, like, that just, no, you can kill yourself doing that. I mean, yeah, I guess any of these you can, but just hurling myself down a uh, mountain like that. Just, and you're old now. I mean, you can't just. That's true. I'm not quite as young and spry as I once was. Uh, the last one, uh, moving into the Winter Olympics was the ski jump. Really? Just want to take yeah. that on? <laughs> yeah. Just like, I'd, number one, I'd love to see him in that onesie. I think that would be yeah, awesome. That's great. That's what I was shooting for. And the helmet and the glasses. So. But I mean, you watch those guys, and it's nothing. They just, right off the end of that yeah. one, they just like, float through the air, and then it's just, they gracefully land and just skid to a stop. I mean, there's nothing to it. Yeah, I'm sure it's totally easy. No <laughs> <laughs> problem. Sure they haven't trained their whole lives for it. Most controversial podcast yet. Most controversial. <laughs> we have all kinds no, of ski I, jumpers. I, I, Just I, mad. I'm keenly aware <laughs> of the skill that it takes to do that, but they make it look so easy. I watched uh, some of the World Championships gymnastics tonight, and I was like, nope. At no point in my life would I have ever been able to do any of those things. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. All right. Well, that's good to know. I would love for you to be in the Olympics, Heath, and I do think you could do it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I understand. You got a family. You got a job. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I think in my age and my 
my physical abilities uh, probably not what what they once were. Um, you know, I might be. You can maybe do sharpshooting or like curling or <laughs> something like that, right? You could be Pastor Prime at this point. <laughs> oh no! Uh, as long as you wear the onesie and whatever it is you do, as long as you're curling in a onesie, I don't even care. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Um, okay, so I think we decided this was going to be a couple's question, so maybe we'll just I'll go ahead and throw them both out at once. What are your top strengths and your your weaknesses? So your lowest weaknesses? I, I don't know how to say that, but what are your strengths as a couple or, or as separate that play into your marriage or what are in within what are your weaknesses? Um... I liked this, by the way. It made us... We had a lot of good conversation on this. <clears throat> and I'll explain it. Um, so, I have to say... I know we didn't really say this, but... Heath and I, in December, will be married for 17 years. Heath was super young when we got married. Um, and... The one... And he, he is... Heath grew up in, like... Not an ideal home... Uh, abuse and just always searching to be better and have, you know, never feeling like he was good enough. And I think that literally our biggest strength in our marriage is Heath, period. That he, oh, we just turned super serious. We just went from just him. Just go there. Just do it. do it. I think that he is a learner um, and he's all in. He's always been all in. He has never, I mean, not never wavered. You know, there's been times when <laughs> I might have pushed him. A you took bit. him there. You took him um, there. <laughs> I know, but especially coming from where he came from and very early on, even when we were dating and early engagement, he made it his business to figure out from people who had been married longer than us who'd been married for a long time, how do you do it? What do I need to do? How do I become this person? Um, because I've never had that example. And so what does that look like? And so I think that he truly has set the tone for the pot, like anything positive that's come out of our marriage. He's just decided and just gone all in. And I, I can't say that enough. I can't, I mean, there's really no other way. And I know he's like, Oh my gosh, this is, you know, this isn't me or whatever, but it truly is. I just, you know, hmm. my personality is a little bit more scattered and a little bit more like I'm bored and that was fun. <laughs> so uh, this just got hard and I don't really want to do it, but he forces me to, you know, to be all in and forces me. We, we see it a lot. We do a lot of marriage ministry and pre-marriage ministry, and we see a lot men who are married but continue to live like bachelors, yeah. continue to live their life that they lived before they were married, and that is not Heath. Like, he comes home, and he's home, even in a, the midst of stress and frustration, and, um, you know, it might take him a little bit longer on some days, but there's never a time where he's like, I just need to sit down and watch TV. Like, that doesn't happen until the kids are in bed. Um, he defers to me about the day. If the kids want something, I don't know. I haven't been here. Ask your mom. Like, he doesn't try to come in and usurp my, my authority that I've had throughout the day. I don't know. He's just, he just does things well. Um, it's not perfect. He's not perfect, but he just has decided. All right. Sorry for that. Uh, you probably noticed that I just cut Jill off in the middle of her sentence. I, ho I don't know how much of that... 
Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. My kids are on a rampage tonight. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I don't know if the beeping came through, but I think I've mentioned this before. It's called Angel Angel Care Monitor. Anyway, the baby rolled into the corner of his crib and his monitor starts blasting like a freight train. So I have to had to pause her, had to cut her off to go put him back in the middle of his crib. And I was just explaining to her that I'd keep that pad on there because I have high anxiety. And at any point, a baby could stop breathing. And it, in my world, not on my watch. I got, I, got that, I got that pad in there. So I'll get the alarm. But it usually ends up just translating to me getting woke up in the middle of the night and him in the corner of the crib. So probably should think, consider taking it out of there. <laughs> anyway, do you remember what you were saying? I, I think I caught like all but like the last few words. Yeah, no, I think that's that's it. Like, just that he has set the tone for the strength of our family. I think. Okay, can I have a follow up question that's not on the list? Is that yeah, girl? Okay, Heath, this is for you. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, where where did that come from? I mean, if you didn't have the example. If you didn't have a, a, a picture in your life of what that looked like, where did that motivation and where did that drive come from to learn how to do that? Um, I, I can pinpoint it back to a particular day. Um, I'm off in college. I've met Jill. She and I have started dating. And uh, I'm going through a kind of a counseling Bible study um, through the church that we were involved in mm-hmm. at the time, um, just because of childhood stuff, um, some of the stuff that Jill mentioned. And um, my dad and I did not have a great relationship. It was pretty, it was pretty rough. Um, and going through that counseling session, there was, there was one day, that, uh, you know, because of our hard relationship, thoughts in my mind were, um, like I always, always tell myself, I'm, I'm never, I don't want to be like him. I want to be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I... It, or I'll never be like him. I will not be like him. Right. Yes, yes. I have used those words. And, um, and so, but there was one day when going through this, you know, the Holy Spirit, I really think, opened my eyes and said, there's a lot of stuff that you are that came from your dad that is really good. Hmm. Uh, a lot of it is thing, skills and stuff that I have um, in, in construction and working with my hands and, um, like, I think some visual thinking stuff. There's a lot of great things, hardworking, um, that I learned from my dad. Um <clears throat> the emotional side of being a husband and being a family man, uh, not so much. But um, the one thing that what I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying is like, there's a lot of stuff that came, good stuff that came from him. But I'm more like him than I than I want to admit. And that in a heartbeat, I could be just like him. And so, being honest with myself in terms of my temperament easily angered those types of things um realizing and being honest with myself that no i'm very much like my dad 
and and I could behave in very similar manner if I'm not careful. Yeah. So that was really a freeing thing for me. You had a choice. Right. Because then I could choose to follow that path or I could choose something different. Um, and so I made the conscious choice that, okay, well, I don't want I don't want that to be the driver of my life. So what am I going to do to, to make things different? And that's when I really started reaching out. I was like, and I can't do this on my own. Like, yeah. I don't know how to do this on my own. So it was that day that really kind of turned the tides for me and seeking out other men and seeking out help, you know, to navigate, you know, what, how to how to overcome that or how to how to battle those urges to blow up or or act like my dad sometimes so so it's acknowledging that you know rather than because I can see how you could say I'm never going to be like my dad and so then you're just kind of working from a, a place of resentment and almost like overkill to not be like him but when you like you said when you acknowledge that you actually are like him in a lot of ways, but then you can you also can choose, you know, to kind of take take the good and leave the bad, or or choose to choose to make different choices than what he did, even though you still, like you said, have those personality traits and and things like that. So, yes, that, that's absolutely right, and and along with that is um, really getting to to us to a place of vulnerability to offer forgiveness so and then that forgiveness really is is a freedom for myself mm. not really a freedom for him because it, you wow. know he, he's no I, I don't I don't know that that's that's the case but um, I mean forgiveness is given to someone else in order for me to live in freedom so I, and I really think that that was that had a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. All right, cool. That got deep. That got deep. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting started. All right. Do you have right. anything else that so you that, would... That was, just, that was just strength number one. That was strength number one. Oh, we man. Have so many that okay. We have time. Carry on. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so our next one is I feel like we're um, really authentic and transparent to the, you know, that obviously we're on a podcast right now. <laughs> not that we've talked about anything big, but there's not really a whole lot that we've gone through or walked in that we aren't willing to share or, you know, whatever. But what's interesting is we started talking about this, and he said, well, I don't really think that's true. And I was kind of shocked because I thought, we always talk about our lives and your struggles and my struggles and how we've gotten through them together and but he was reading it like that we're always authentic and transparent with each other. And I do think that we, and that's one of our weaknesses in the communication and conflict resolution is we have a hard time, um, kind of being authentic and transparent with each other. Um, and not because we don't want to, again, these are, I'm going to, we're intermixing these strengths and the weaknesses of this yeah. one, but we have a hard time making space and time to sit down and you know if I know that I'm really struggling with something and he walks in from work and the kids are running around and I'm making dinner and he sits on the counter and he's like so what how's your day been like that's not the time where I'm gonna be like actually today 
Yeah. I really struggled with the meaning of life. Like I can't, right. it's just not. Yeah. And so it, whereas, you know, we began to have this discussion about how we didn't feel like we had been authentic and transparent with each other lately. And I think it's just because we haven't made the space and the time, um, you know, after the kids go to bed, instead of turning on the television or scrolling on our phones to just sit and be together and to talk about stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely a weakness for us is making space and time, communication, conflict resolution. So they mm -hmm. all kind of go together. But a strength of ours is that we can tell you <laughs> yeah. we have a hard time communicating or we have a hard time, you know, I don't have any problem kind of sharing the innermost parts. I, I, I believe that nothing positive comes in the secret. And so the more that we can share our struggles and our pains and the things that we've walked through out in the open, the better chance we are to not repeat them or to help other people walk through them. So, yeah. I was just talking um, with a, a another with a friend of mine last week who's who's going through some marriage things, and um, I was encouraging this person. I mean, I'm obviously not like a, a expert in relationships. <laughs> I've had my share of uh, twice divorced, but um, but I've I've seen this in other couples, and it seems to be um, a really successful thing. And I, when I look back. I think that I had a lot of times where I was, you know, pretty resentful. Like, I, like how you said, you would get to the end of the night, you're sitting watching TV. I had things that I'd want to talk to talk about, and I'd be looking over at my husband like, come on, like, don't you know? Don't you know that we need to talk about this right now? And what I was telling this friend of mine was, and I wanted to see what you think, like, do you think that it's practical to schedule those times and to say, like, Tuesday and Thursday night, when the kids go to bed, we're going to commit at least an hour, whether it takes that long or not, to just kind of catching up with each other and leaving the TV off and talking, rather than hoping that it happens unscheduled. Yes. And I, I think, I, you know, I was telling Heath, this is we're having this conversation, knowing that he has had a stressful day, and he's worked hard, and he hasn't had a chance to go on Facebook, or he hasn't had a chance to decompress. So I feel guilty saying to him, hey, can you put your phone down and talk to me? Like, he's probably reached his talk limit anyway, and he's talked more than he's wanted to all day. And so I sometimes feel guilty. Like, I, he just needs this time. He needs to sit and chill. But I do want to talk. And so I battle that. So I do think if we said Tuesdays and Thursdays is you no know, technology nights or whatever that looks like, I, I do think it would be helpful for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it depends on the couple and um, and how how things work best for them if they have to set you know you know those kinds of boundaries then yeah absolutely yeah okay all right I'm gonna jump around here just so we hit the hit the good ones okay wait I want to wait oh wait, you had I more say our third oh I thought you okay okay I thought we got it okay go Authenticity and transparency is one, but okay. okay, so our third one, which I think is one, like one of the most important things for marriage in general is one of the strengths that we have is really strong community. Okay. Um, and again, this goes back to the secrecy and keeping things to ourselves. It's really hard to have a failing marriage when you have people saying, what's going on? Or 
seem awkward or we have literally gone on small group <laughs> like not speaking to each other. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, okay. So when we go to small group and, and we've gone to small group not speaking to each other, it's hard to stay quiet or not confront what's going on um, when you have people looking at you like, there's something the matter. You guys aren't yourselves or whatever. It's hard to keep things secret and private when you're being open and vulnerable with other people um, and allowing them to be kind of in your spaces. Yeah, and, and I really think, well, I don't think, uh, Jill is really the strength in our marriage uh, in terms of that. She is excellent at keeping up with folks and many, many folks simultaneously just checking in and um, just keeping those relationships going. And so a large, large majority of our community has really been developed through her, you know, hard work at maintaining relationships. Um, you know, I have a, a handful of close friends and, and that's about all I need. Uh, but <laughs> she has done so great at, at, at building a, a big community that it does make a huge difference. So what do you, I mean, so you go to small group, you're obviously, you're, you're not talking. I just want to, I just want to do a couple of explanations here for maybe listeners who are not involved in the church. Just, yeah. Sorry, Heath, but when you said that you sought out some men, I just want to clarify and be clear on what you meant <laughs> back when you were... <laughs> I know, and you know, but let's just be, make sure we be clear on what you're saying. So one of the, I think, amazing things about uh, the, the Christian faith, and, and, and I think, you know, maybe in other faiths as well, but I know for sure in the Christian faith is that there is uh, almost, I, I believe it's a commandment, it's an order, it's a, it's a, it's a part of, uh, of uh, Christianity is to kind of pour into and seek out younger people, younger Christians, and, you know, disciple, basically, which just means teach. Teach them about, you know, what it means to live a life that honors God and honor, you know, and, and with your family and your marriage, whatever it would be. And so when he's saying, you know, that he's seeking out other men is that I think, you know, obviously he got to a point to where he decided that he wanted to live a life that was different than what his, his own father would be. So then looking around and, and saying, okay, who in my life do I see uh, that li- is living a life as a husband that I want to basically copy? I want to I do what they're doing. <laughs> and then going to those men and saying, teach me, teach me what you do, teach me what you study in your Bible, teach me what you've learned, how can I do it, how can I implement what you've done, and that's kind of the same thing when we're talking about small group, and that accountability is, you know, when you're in, when you're, when you're doing life, as we like to say in the, in the the church community, when you're doing life, and you're, you're shoulder to shoulder with other people, it's really hard to not be authentic, you can't really fake it too much. Um, but what I was saying was, <clears throat> so what, what's, what do you do? You go in, you're in a fight, you're not talking, everyone notices. What's the next step? Do you, do you handle it there? Do you confront oh, it? Oh yeah, we did that night. We did. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was kind of knockdown, drag out. Like 
you know, this is how I feel. And, and well, I don't even know if it was that nice. It was just like finger pointing and frustration. And it was a third part. Do you ever, did you ever watch that show, The Marriage Ref? No. Uh-uh. Oh my gosh. It was the greatest show. It was Jerry Seinfeld. And like, they were like super lighthearted things. Like my wife likes cats and I'm over it. And so <laughs> they would present their case and then the marriage ref would vote on who was right and who was wrong. Oh, okay. And, um, I, and sometimes that's what small group is, is, <laughs> no, Heath, you're off base in this one. You're, you're wrong in this circumstance. Or Jill, I think you need to pull it together and put your big girl panties on and act like an adult. I mean, and so I think that's what kind of happened that particular night. And, and, you know, and even on lighter nights, too, where we'll talk about something and, you know, I'll say, well, this is how I feel. And then somebody will say, well, that's really not what the Bible says about that. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of face-to-face and in-your-face and and not ugly and mean, but in love. And just generally, like, we want you to do better and live better and love better and serve better. So, yeah. yeah. And that can't happen unless you've really formed good relationships with people. I mean, it can't. It, it can happen, but it can't happen in a way that you're not like constantly offended or constantly mad. It, it takes time. I mean, you have to build that relationship collateral in order to uh, be able to say those kinds of things and you know hurt people's feelings or yes, yeah, hold their feet to the fire. You, mm-hmm. It takes time to build those relationships for sure. So I think that's one thing that's that's so difficult. I mean, I, I'd imagine that y'all kind of came from the same era of my parents. It was what happens in our house stays in our house. And so, I mean, I, I don't know that that's just where what I grew up with, that mentality of like, we don't talk about what's going on here. My parents definitely never were, never have been in any type of small group or anything like that. Not really sharing anything about their lives with anything outside of their home. And I think how, like, how difficult that is and how lonely that is to not be able to, 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 I I guess just to, like, nobody has it all figured out, so why not, I just really see the value in that, like, why not take advantage of a community of people that you trust and that you know that can kind of give you some, some of their own direction and tips, whether it's marriage or parenting or food or diet or exercise, you know, whatever it is taking advantage of that that community so and I'll, I'll actually say I actually grew up completely opposite of that my parents were always in a small group growing up yeah I mean it wasn't called a group it was a bible study but they always had their people and you know when they celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary those people were there even now when they live so far away from them and my dad's funeral they were there they stayed with my mom you know um, my parents, when they moved here, one of the first things they did was to find my dad was in a men's small group and my, my mom was in a women's small group and then they went to a couple's group together. So I, I've had that modeled for me my whole life. Um, mm. And it's cool now to see, you know, our boys one just randomly one day were like, we want to have a small group like you guys have. And so they had, they did a, Priscilla Schreier has a kid's um book series and they did the Bible study that went along with it and they each invited two or three friends and their dads and um, they did the six week study together and so I appreciate that you know it was modeled for me and and now we're able to model it for our kids and and just even through you know we haven't talked about this but a year and a half ago he had a heart attack out of nowhere and then a year after that my dad you know obviously I said it 
a hundred times. My dad died in January and the kids have been able to say we would never have made it without our people, Mm. um, without the meals and the prayers and the, the support that we've had in the last year and a half. I mean, it has come out of our kids mouths. We would never have made it without them. So, um, that it's just been super important for us. So that's great. I could talk about it forever. It's I, what I was I thinking was, you know, it's, it's, I think, and I don't know, Heath, I kind of get a vibe, an introvert vibe from you as well. But, um, <laughs> good call. Yeah. It's really hard for me, like, to, to, to maintain community because it's, it's a lot of energy. But I hear what you're saying and, and I, I definitely agree with everything you've said. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a matter of I agree and then motivating to do it. And, and I think that it's good. It'd be good for anybody who's, who's listening to, to pursue that. So, all right. Let's move on here. What are, let's lighten it up a little bit. <laughs> what are, okay. what are, uh, three things that you buy when money is not even an issue? When there's, when all the money. All right, go ahead. Okay, so this one was difficult because we don't, we've never had this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know what to do either. For a minute. (laughs) Um, Well, the first, uh, I mean, is the vacations for sure. We're actually, you know, three years out from our 20th anniversary, so trying to decide what that looks like. So vacation, uh, we need a new car, so we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then there are some things we'd like to do around our house, so uh, if we could, you know, maybe a pool Jill would like our master bathroom redone. Uh, yeah. And a pool. A pool sounds really good. So, yeah. If, if money was no object. Yeah. Just, we'll let you know when we get there. That's so funny. We're, we're both so, we're all so boring because that's exactly where my mind goes to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of need it. I got nothing. I'm kind of need a van. Right. Like, <laughs> like, nothing exciting you at all. build a house for you in the backyard so you can get out of Ohio. Oh my gosh, please, please do that. All right, what are uh, three or so, two, three, whatever, of your favorite family traditions that you have? I think you've kind of touched on a couple even already that are really good, but do you have any others that you know that you consistently do? No, we actually kind of got stuck on this one. Obviously, our our second annual um, back-to-school date day is our new favorite tradition. <laughs> uh, is it a tradition when... We haven't even done it yet. It's tomorrow. So tomorrow it'll be a tradition when you do it twice, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're good. You're good. Count it. Um, I also like, and it's another back-to-school thing, but I've started when Will was in kindergarten that I take each one of them separately to buy their school supplies and we get ice cream. And we kind of just talk about the year and what I want to see them accomplish or how they think they could approve or what they're looking forward to or any fears and just kind of debrief the year before it starts, you know? So is that three um, separate trips to target? Is that what you're talking about right now? What? Is that three separate trips to target? Is that what's going on? Uh, uh-uh. uh. I mean, this year we did staples, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit better than I guess. I tried to get them to combine this year and they're like, no, we want to go alone. 
I mean, you know, when you have three kids, you barely get them alone ever. That's true. So. Yeah, it's it's rare you around know, here. A couple hours for Lydia this year, we had to go to three separate places to find ice cream. Everywhere we went was like closed down, or the ice cream maker was broken, or something. We ended up at Wendy's for Frosties. I was like, sorry, kid. <laughs> it's as good as it's getting. <laughs> I know that's right. We don't have any more time. I'm up for this. Oh my gosh. Um, but I will say, like for Christmas a few years ago, I really felt like I'd over traditioned ourselves. Mm-hmm. There was all these things and the advent calendar and the trips to see the lights and the, um, oh, I do like we do Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve. And I really think our kids just realized last year that we do it every year. So wow. I don't think they got it. Tag on it. Oh, we're going <laughs> present. Guys, it's pajamas. They yeah. never got it. Um, but I really started to feel the stress of it. Like, yeah. oh, I forgot to do this. And, oh, and I just had to stop, like. Let's just pick a couple of these that we won't miss and just calm down, you know, mm-hmm. especially when the kids weren't even picking up on the traditions. Yeah, like, they don't care. You want to know. Day, they'll remember, but. Yeah, yeah I got I so extreme about Christmas pajamas that I caught myself spending $85 on pajamas yeah. at Gap. What's wrong with me? And I was like, yep. they have to have them. They ha- it doesn't matter. They- and then I realized, like, I had a, I like snapped my out, of, snapped out of it, and I was like, eighty five dollars for pajamas? What am I doing? <laughs> I yeah, up- I like go cheap, like Target and Children's Place. And yeah. last year the kids were like, how come you guys don't wear them? I'm like, because your dad is boring and he won't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's why. It's his fault. Uh, that's I love Christmas so much. Oh that God, I have a really hard time with that too. I have a hard time over committing to as many Christmas things as we can. Cause I think there, you know what it comes down to for me is that there is so much fun, free things yeah. to do. And it's like, yeah. I don't want to miss out on any of it. So I, I hear you on that for sure. Yeah. I kind of like dialed back on that whole tradition. Like we have to do this, but we also have just decided December is going to be crazy yeah. and we're going to be tired and we're going to do it. Like it's okay. You know, we're yeah. going to stay out late tonight. We'll make up for it tomorrow night and we're just going to survive it. And you know, just continue. And the kids will say, we haven't gone to see the lights with our friends, the Bellamy's yet. Okay. Well, that's the thing that we never miss. We haven't missed that in like nine years. So we won't miss that, but yeah, we just have to know it's going to be crazy and we're going to be tired and we'll yeah. sleep after school gets out. There you go. <laughs> All right, what about, okay, what are three either marriage or personal habits that you have that you've, that you've like a just habit habit that you've implemented in your life? Okay, so I need to say that, first of all, we don't have any. <laughs> oh, Interesting. I'm not, like, we're just not, like, I really can't even think of any. So can we change the question a little bit? Yeah, do it. Okay, so we're going to change this to, like, three maintenance things that we do. Okay. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, good. Because, like, we're really, that that's another one of our weaknesses, is we're not very good, like, with planning and time management. And you know discipline. what? You know so, why I put this one on there? I was really counting on Heath. To have some like habits, like I always fill up the gas tank before it hits a half a tank. Like I really was counting on you, Heath, to have some stuff like that. <laughs> I, 
I always dry my feet off before I step out of the shower. Perfect. Oh. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Can I just interject a little marriage story right here? Okay. So Heath and I did not live together before we got married. And there's just, you know, some things. I don't think, you know, it matters whether you live together or not. Like, there's just going to be things you don't realize. So... But I was completely clueless. So we moved into this place. We pulled out all of our gifts that we'd gotten and all the things we'd registered for. And I set up the bathroom and I put the bath mat out. So I took my first shower and I step out on the bath mat. And he goes, what are you doing? (laughs) And I was startled. And I said, what are you, what is it? What's wrong? And he said, you don't step on that. It's decorative. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. you were, she was oh. dripping wet. Yeah. Coming oh. out of the shower, yeah. stepping on the rug. I was like, what are you talking about? It's a bath mat. He's like, that's a bath rug. A bath mat is for stepping on. A bath rug is decorative. <laughs> oh, my gosh. was a lord. I just thought, A, what have I got myself into? And B, <laughs> what have I got myself into? Yeah. Uh, and so even last night we were joking about it because he – will dry off completely in the shower and then lay his towel down over the bath rug. Yes. And proceed to wipe his feet off. It is just way too much work. I have now compromised where I dry off until my knees. Uh I just can't do the rest. Like when I get out of the shower, then I'll put my foot on the tub and get the rest of me. But like, yeah, he has loosened up a little bit with wet, sloppy kids in our bathroom. But yeah, I wish I'm about to go wake my kids up so you could teach him that lesson, Heath, because it drives me insane. I can't handle the sop. And, and then I go to get out and it's like the water's cold then. And then you step in cold, soppy water on a bath, bath mat, whatever rug. I can't handle it. His whole thing was, well, what if I'm walking through here in socked feet and I step on this? I'm like, well, that's your fault for walking in a bathroom with socks on. Like, you don't do that. You should know it's going to be wet. <laughs> This is uh, <laughs> can't. Yeah. exactly this what I was problem. looking for. Different, Thank different you. Coming together. And I will say that Heath is very uh, ordered. Like he yeah. washes in the same way. He dresses in the same way. He does things in the same order every morning. Like it's, it's shower, clothes, hair, teeth. Like everything has an order. It's very ordered. Yes. Yeah. I don't have that. Like, oh, I forgot my deodorant. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> from, yes, from that standpoint, I am ordered, and I do have those those kinds of habits. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Thank you. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Right, we got. All right. I but I do want to hear your, I do want to hear the maintenance things. So tell me those two. Okay, so one is the community thing we already talked about. Okay. Two, hold on. We've shut off. Hold on. Two is... Uh, oh, this one's super important. Why don't you talk about that one? That one's yours. The first one? No, oh, I'll share Oh, um, I really, you know, we're not the, we're not the greatest at it. Um, but when it happens, it's really, it's really <laughs> beneficial for me. And that is, um, what we have written down as shared activity. And what I mean by that. Very different, if you can't tell. Uh, our personalities are very different. We like different things. Um, so, uh, 
activity is just that. Okay, cool. Okay, so I'm sorry for this because I'm it's all on me, but I'm inside today. When normally I'm outside and my connection's a little bit better, but uh, we have a little bit of a uh, cicada issue here in Ohio right now, where it's like incredibly loud outside. So I didn't want that in the background, but. Um, I know I had to pause it a couple of times and it may have broke up. So what he was saying was one of their maintenance, um, top three maintenance things for their marriage is shared activities. So you want to explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So shared activity, um, Jill and I have very different interests. I love outdoors activity. Um, you know, anything bike riding, you know, lots, lots of different outdoor activities. Jill's not so much. Uh, that's not her first go-to. So the times when she chooses to, uh, like, forego whatever and just go along with me, um, it means a lot. Um, so it was like, all right, she's actually showing some interest in what I enjoy to do and what I like doing. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that kind of fills the tank a little bit. It's, it's pretty cool when that happens. So. Uh. What what types of things do you like to do, Jill? That he's, uh, <laughs> he, he. I mean, he will do anything that I like to do. I mean, because it's like like I love a movie. I love to go out to eat. Like he, that's never an issue. He doesn't mind doing anything. He just always is like, let's go rock climbing or something, and let's go fishing. Or let's fishing. Go. I mean, come on. Is there anything more boring? On the planet, I know. Write the letters, make the comments. I can't do it. It's, we tried to do it with the kids the other night, and I wanted to just gouge my eyes out with the hook. I no, couldn't. We didn't, we didn't do anything. We didn't catch anything. No, it was just, stupid. Just being out there, it was one of the best nights that they've had. There's like, Dad, thank you so much for taking us. That was so much fun. So I didn't fun. catch a thing. We lost all of our bait in the water. Stupid. It's it such like, a good pound of shrimp. Gone. I'd rather eat it. Well, here's the thing with fishing that kills me is that you like I like to fish. I really I really get into it. I like the anticipation. You know, you catch something is exciting. But when you're an adult and you take kids fishing, all you do is spend your entire time putting bait on, untangling string, fixing rods. You don't even get a chance to fit. You're just constantly doing repair work. Drives me nuts. And that I have, I have had those two of the two fishing trips like that where I just got so frustrated. So I knew going into this, I was like, "Look, this is not for me." No, oh, yeah, this exactly. For Jill. So I, <laughs> this is all for this Jill. Is for Jill. No, but I, I, I consciously made that, uh, made that effort. Like, look, this is not for me. I'm going for them. So. I'm going to be doing this the whole time, and I'm yeah. going to be fine with it because yeah. they're going to have a great time. This was actually, so. I, I kind of had the same same uh, uh, realization. This was the first year that I did not buy a fishing license for myself in, in years because I was like, what's the point? I'd spend money on this license, and I spend the entire time fixing fixing tangled lines or, or jerking hooks out of trees. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm not paying the money for it this year. Look, we went fishing with friends one time, and literally Lydia got hooked with a hook in her head. I mean... <laughs> she hooked herself. I can't. Oh, my gosh. That's talented <laughs> right there. Stupid. Oh. And so now 
now anytime she sees one, she's like, oh, so there's a fishing hook. One time one got stuck in my head. I'm like, can we just move on? I can't. <laughs> you haven't been fishing until you've been hooked. Right. So. Oh. Have you ever gone out on a boat to fish, though? Because that's a whole other level. That's really fun. You on know? a boat? Yeah, you got to try that maybe. Oh, it's much better. Much better on a boat. At least oh, you're yeah. on a boat. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, no. I don't like to fish. Okay. But, uh, I'll sit there and eat my Papa John's pizza. There you go. <laughs> Papa John's. Nice. He put a box of pizza out on the beach. Oh, anyway, because we were not going to eat the shrimp. Can't eat it. Exciting. Oh. Um, and so here's the last thing, the maintenance thing, which we actually haven't done, um, but we learned about it, and we think it's great. And whenever we hear about it again, we're like, oh, we should be doing that. So we do premarital counseling with this um, curriculum called Simbus, Save Your Marriage Before It Starts, written by Les and Leslie Harrett. Excellent video series, if anybody's listening that's getting married. If you can find a Simbus group in your area, great. If not, get the book, watch the videos, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have this thing on there, and their premise is that there are things that you withhold from your spouse, spouse whether positive or negative. And so the idea is to take every once in a while and sit down and, and talk about with your whole, your withholds, mm. two positives and one negative. So Heath might say, um, you did a great job keeping up with the community this week. Uh, thanks for cleaning the bathroom. And I really wish you'd go fishing or whatever <laughs> that looks like. And, and he presents them. And all I can say is thank you. I don't respond to them at the time. I don't have a conversation about them. I just hear them because we don't often share them. So it just gives us an opportunity to share. And I think it's interesting, too, because I never had really thought, oh, I withhold positive things um, because you don't, you know, you purposefully withhold negative things, but Mm -hmm. you don't purposefully withhold positives. You just forget about them or whatever. So I just think it's a really cool practice to be able to say these are two things that you've done in the past week that really have impressed me or made me feel good about myself or have helped our family. Um, and this is one thing that's really hasn't sat well with me. Um, and then later on, you can go back and discuss it. It's like after 30 minutes or something. Isn't there like a time limit? Uh, maybe longer than that. It might be longer than that. But you have a time limit and you can come back and address the negative thing or or say what you need to say, but um, I just think it's a great practice. Again, we haven't done it, just a little tidbit for people listening. <laughs> when you said that at first, I was thinking like like self-disclosure. I like that idea, too, of like I disclose two, two things about myself that maybe the other person didn't know that are good, and then I disclose something that maybe I've been withholding that's negative. But because oh, I was thinking, too. like, I mean, things happen day to day. And when you have kids, things that are like good things, like maybe your boss was proud of you or you had a good interaction at a restaurant or you, you know, shared Jesus with somebody on the bus stop. I don't know what people do, but I think things right. happen and your days are so packed that to be able to say, oh, I didn't even tell you about this, but this was actually a really good thing that happened, you know, on Monday. Right. Now here it's Friday. So. I like it either way. I'm yeah. not going to challenge the curriculum, but that's where my mind went when you first when you first said it. No, that's good. So, well, we'll implement that too. Yeah, go ahead and add that one on. <clears throat> All right, I think we're going to yeah. do like maybe a couple of more, maybe two more here. 
What are, this is going to be a good one, what are your uh, pet peeves or annoyances that you have in general or, you know, within your marriage? I think I said within your marriage specifically. Okay. He didn't have many. This is hard for him. Radio silence. To come up with pet peeves. Nobody. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was trying to figure out what the top three were. <laughs> Yeah, narrow it down. There goes his shared activity. <laughs> Forget about uh, it. One of mine for Jill is, as an engineer, I'm very detail-oriented, um, and my wife is not, and that drives me crazy. So <laughs> she will send me to the grocery store with a list and inevitably, I'm going to have to call her at least three or four times to get clarification on what she means because she just puts tomatoes. It's like, well, I don't know what you're cooking. Do you want Roma tomatoes? Do you want cherry tomatoes? Do you, like, what am I supposed to do with that? Um, or, I don't even, I don't even know. Where to, where to start, what what some other examples are off the top of my head, but it's like, babe, I need some more details. You got you got to give me a little more than that. So, yeah. so guess what one of my pet peeves is? He's did too many details. <laughs> yes, and more than that, like we call it the paralysis of analysis. Hello. That he literally cannot make a decision without all of the facts and details. We have been looking for a car for 12 months. I don't, it's been forever because he has to, like the cars that he was looking at are now, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It is, <laughs> my dad was the exact same way, so my mom and I make fun all the time, but it, it is painful and I mean, he woke up one day and was like, I think we should buy a TV. We didn't have it in the budget. We hadn't even talked about it. And I was like, let's go get a TV. If you're willing to make a decision that quickly, we are going to make it happen. So I just, it, it's very difficult for me to be able to function under the absolute lack of being able to make a decision. He just can't do it. Yeah. I'm surprised we got married. I'm surprised he's not still thinking about it. <laughs> I don't mean to throw a wrench in your car buying process. But did I just saw this report the other day if this was even on your list. People get all hyped. Do it. What? I got to tell you. I I love you guys. I got to say. No, the uh the Toyota Sienna that people get really hyped up about, it had like the worst crash testing rating of any of the minivans. So, sorry. No, we've never been in. We're moving on. We're not listening to that. Okay, good. <laughs> just wanted to make sure. <laughs> All right, what else? Actually, we've just been praying someone will hit our car so we can get a new one. But oh, my gosh. Happened. Isn't that a daily prayer, though, for for me as well? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Never. Um, one of my other pet peeves <laughs> is uh, that we're going back to the shower. Um, oh, no. The shower is Jill, rough. <laughs> Jill leaves her hair on the drain in the shower, and it drives me nuts because then I have to go in and pick out the hair before I can take a shower. So you're not able to actually shower if there's hair in the drain. Like, it's not happening. You have to get it out of there. You can't just leave it for her to get well, it the next time? There's so much. That oh, it, no. It would, like, 
puddle up in the bottom of the shower. Look. Then it would be a bath, and it wouldn't be a shower. There's a lot of hair in the Ford's family. I can't. I'm sorry. I don't like to get it out of the drain when it's, like, dripping wet. Gross. So I leave it and let it dry, and I can't help that you're the next one to shower. Babe, I shower, like, twice a week. Really? It's not that much work. I wouldn't admit that. No. We've already talked about that. We've already talked about that. She's a dirtbag. We all know it. It's okay. <laughs> um so on the same lines of superficial pet peeves Heath is a nail biter and I cannot stand it still sounds, I just can't do it it drives me crazy and he he picks any bites and I just ugh. oh at no point in, like, your your teen years or early 20s, you thought about maybe stopping doing that and, like, putting hot sauce on your fingers or anything? <laughs> Too late now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. And now our kids are doing it. Like, Will does it. I can't. Yeah, yeah I don't, I can't. I, get, I, don't, I don't like that. She's annoyed by that. She, I think she's uh, You know what? No, you. I'm not annoyed. You know what I think about? I think about you getting a piece of your nail, because I saw, I read a story about this in Reader's Digest. I think about oh, you. <laughs> you know I read Reader's Digest. Yeah, I think about you getting a piece of your nail embedded in your gum and catching a <gasps> massive abscess infection. That's where my head goes automatically. So, listen. Yeah, if you, what, what did we just learn about that? Catastrophizing? Yeah, that's what we're in counseling for how to be a better parent. And uh, that's called catastrophizing. Yeah, all day long. That's all I do. That's my life. (laughs) Everything. We should should refer you to our counselor. Yeah, everything is about to be catastrophic. I was able to come up with a third pet peeve. Keith was not, so I'm just going to continue on. Okay, carry on. Um, So Keith has a terrible memory, and it drives me crazy. Like, I will say, hey, don't forget to take that to work. And then I have to remind him on the way. And we've... Like, for a long time, I thought I was nagging, and he finally said, no, you just have to, you have to remind me. Sorry. So, I'm, and then I'm calling him, hey, don't forget that you have that in your bag to, uh." and, you know, and just, like, as a girl, like, just, like, tell me something you remember about when we were dating, or, like, when did you first know you loved me? Nothing. He doesn't know. He doesn't have any remembrance of it. I don't, yeah, I think. Nothing. That, not all of that is true. Whatever. <laughs> what part is a lie? You're painting me into a bad light here now. No, you don't have any memory. It's okay. You're like, no, Dory. Just keep swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I totally empathize, so I'm not even at, mad at you because bad too. I, it's Good. terrible. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, Do you think of a third one while we're... No, not... I, I can't narrow it down. No. I can't narrow it down. <laughs> do you think that you have poor memory or you, do you just have a lot going on in your brain? Because I struggle with that. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, why can't I remember to do this? But I think sometimes it's because I've just got so much going on in there. i got a lot of balls in the air kind of deal. I can't juggle it all and then remember, like, my lunch on top of it. Like, I'll literally pack a lunch and leave oh. it on the island. Like, just walk yeah, out and yeah. leave it. How did, I, I'm, like, I'm so mad at myself, too. I'm not bringing a lunch to a third grader. I'm not bringing it to him, so <laughs> I ain't getting it. Figure it out. 
No, it's, I mean, do I have a lot of stuff going on in my mind? Yes, but I'm, I'm not like you, I'm not like most females where it's all intertwined. I can kind of think about something, set it aside, but no, it's just, uh, like I'm so focused or one track mind that I've done that, but then my focus gets shifted to something else and I, I don't remember to go back to the other one Yeah. or to remember the other one. So it's yeah. just. Yeah. Well, that's exactly Chad. what my son does, so maybe he'll be an awesome engineer if that's one of the qualifications. <laughs> Bless his wife. Bless oh, my gosh. All right, wrapping it up, one last question here. What are some of your long-term uh, marriage or family goals that you all have? We pretty well hit every question, so I thought we were leaving some behind, but we pretty well got most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. One thing that Jill and I have always wanted to do, and it's still on our goal list, is to, at some point in our marriage, live internationally. Oh. Um, you know, I've, I've, we have taken a bunch of international trips, but they've been like one or two week trips. Um, I did have a work trip that lasted two and a half months, uh, and the family, this is uh, when we just had the boys, um, the family was able to come down and spend you know, a couple of those months with me. So we lived in Panama for, um, for a couple of months while I was working down there. And that was, that was really, it was a cool time and a cool experience, great memories. So living internationally, uh, for an extended period of time is on our list. I think like we both, we couldn't really pinpoint really what it is, but like something financial goal wise, like I don't, I mean, we're almost debt free at this point, so that's not it. And yeah. I don't know if it's just a little bit more margin. I don't know if it's like we just want to be like stinking filthy rich. Like I don't know what the, <laughs> the financial thing is there, but there's just something that we haven't kind of checked as far as that. Yeah. So filthy yeah. Isn't, is not our personalities, but uh, oh well. I mean, I could grow into it. <laughs> Give me a chance at least. I know. I'd be glad to try it. Right. <laughs> Rich enough to be lavish with uh, with our giving. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely would like to give more. Um, and, yeah, maybe this is, or this last one. Uh, the engineer said, I just feel like our goals need to be, what did you say? Tangible and measurable. Measurable. I was like, oh, Lord. Lord. So, I mean, it's like, I, we can throw out all this kind of. Because she's going to come back. <laughs> Years and be like, so how are you doing with that? Some financial. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna be. I'm doing a five year check in, just so you know. <laughs> I know that's right. So. This one's a little bit more abstract. Yeah, like how, how do you measure this? And we won't know if we've succeeded for 20 years, but um, just with three kids, we just really want them to be well adjusted, compassionate. We want them to be confident. Um, as as. Uh, Christians, we want them to love Jesus, and so those are, like, we want our kids to be, you know, great adults uh, who yeah. love people and who love Jesus, um, who look after people who aren't selfish, you know, those types of things. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, you want your kids not to be jerks. I think that's a great family yeah, goal. <laughs> 
I think that's a, me. I think that's a fantastic goal for every parent in the world. More people should implement no, that. On the sure. Okay, so speaking of this, tonight I cleaned out my daughter's book bag because tomorrow's the first day of school. Why would I have done it earlier yeah, than no, tonight? Of course not, yeah. And I pull out these crazy pins, like all this stuff, a $5 bill, and a wad of hair. <gasps> What? What is happening? So we call her in. We're like, Lydia, um, so where did these pins come from? And she was like, oh, the treasure box. I said, what about these things? The treasure box. I said, where's this $5 bill from? A friend gave it to me. Like, all this weird stuff. <laughs> so what's this hair? Um, this girl on the... We were waiting on the bus in the multi-purpose room, and she cut my hair. Girl, it was a handful, like an adult handful of hair. Oh, my goodness. But, A, we never even noticed. That's how much hair is in this family. We did not even notice. And, B, like, so anyway, I was like, so the treasure box, huh? And I said, where did you go to the school store by sneaking your money, hence the $5 bill, and buying things that there's... Nope, it's from the treasure box. I said, okay, well, I'm going to text uh, your teacher and just, oh, okay. Uh, was, yeah, she's been, like, lying and sneaking, cutting her hair. I was like, mm, we have a long way to go. She's uh, young. Child raising. Her goal this year, when we sat around the table this morning, or this afternoon, I'm like, what is your goal for the year? She's like, I just want to not be sneaky and lie. I'm like, Amen. Perfect. Do it. Oh my gosh. My kids came home. Clara, my six-year-old, she said, I was like, how was your day? How to tell me everything? She's like, it was great, but my bus driver's crap. I was like, okay, well, (laughs) we're not going to talk about people like that, but let's let's unpack that a little bit. And then my uh, seventh grader said, it was pretty much the most boring day of my life. So... (laughs) Excellent. Super committed to their education, obviously. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up on in next month about how everything's going with school, but yeah. we'll see how. And like last year, we got a bill from the school cafeteria for thirteen dollars and twenty five cents. My daughter been charging breakfast every like for mornings. <laughs> yes. And I said to her, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Mom, it's free." <laughs> no. It's not free. This is why Dave Ramsey is a kajillionaire. Like, you just put all this on credit. Exactly. So we had to explain it. And then I said to her, why are you, why are you doing this? Why do you keep my... I just want to be with my friend. <laughs> so, that's what listen, that's what she needs. She needs to go to breakfast. Oh. Uh, well, Heath and Jill, you know, one thing I want to say about you two is I know, obviously, this is a, a recording and no one that's you know, recorded, he's listening to this, can see you two, but I can. And I just wanted to want to say, if you could see them and see the way that Heath looks at Jill, you would know that everything that they say and all of their, their, their maintenance and their, I mean, it's just real. It's authentic. It's real. They love each other. They're two of my favorite people. I'm, you know, and again, I've said this before, but as a result of having this podcast, whether anybody listens to it or not, I'm just really thankful to reconnect with them and, 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 uh, you know, spend more time getting to know them and Heath. I mean, obviously I missed you, buddy. It's been a long time, (laughs) (laughs) but thank you so much. I hope that y'all have enjoyed, 
um, he, learning more about them, and I think there were some good takeaways. So we're going to wrap this up. Listen, y'all pushed an hour and a half. It's late. Wow. It's late. I know. Nice. All right. Thanks so much again, you guys, and uh, and we'll be back the next month. Heath or Jill is really good at like like we mentioned at keeping up with relationships. So she will text me at some point in September to say, "Hey, by the way, we're recording," and I'll be like, "Absolutely, let's do it." When are we doing it? Because I want to do it. I just struggle. I was telling somebody the other day. I said it took me a week. To, to work up the courage to ask one of Clara's friends to come to her birthday party. Like, I still have a hard time. <laughs> so, working on it. Anyway. Alright, y'all enjoy the rest of your uh, night. And I'm going to do some work or something. I don't know. Deal with kids. But, alright, we'll talk to y'all the next time. Bye. <laughs>